Welcome to the Pop Culture Pile Driver. I am Jason Rossi, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. It's Billy D. Billy D, what's going on, man? Hello. Uh, not much. Almost died over the weekend, but I'm good. You almost died over the weekend. Well, uh, a, I had uveulitis. You excuse me. What is that? Something with uh, the lady my parts? Uvula. No, it's the, the hangy thing in the back of your throat. Oh, the punch bag. Like yeah, swelled up. Not uh, good. Yeah. Uh, you see it a little. Wait, swelled up? Yeah, it took up almost the entire back of my throat. What, what was going on there? What, what, what were you doing? Kissing uh, dirty girl? No, not yet. I mean, it's been uh, it's been quite the quiet quarantine for me, so that wasn't the reason. They think it might either be uh, some sort of allergic reaction or some sort of I don't know thing going through my body that's just working its way through. Oh, okay. Uh, good now though. How's the ball? Fantastic. It's all it's it's the proper size right now. All right, I like that. Um, just getting out of the, the, the ch- proper channels right now. As you can tell, I'm trying to do six things at once. Well, I'm glad your balls are back to normal size. Uh, feeling healthy, feeling good. Uh, you feeling great, it. feeling good. How are you? Yeah, well, man, I am unbelievable. Um, obviously, you probably were able to squeeze in a viewing of uh, our show topic today. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire last night. It was long. Yeah, okay, we'll get to it. Let's not, let's not, <laughs> let's not get there. Um, but well, I'm glad you got to squeeze that in. I did as well. Um, One of the things I wanted to quickly, uh, obviously, let everybody know who is watching, listening, subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to podcasts. You can uh, check us out at pop. Well, you just search pop culture pile driver Uh, for those still in the hangover phase. It still might show up as Rossi on wrestling. Either way, same podcast, same channel. Leave a positive review. If you listen on Google, uh, iTunes, five star review would go a long way. uh, what are other, oh, obviously here on YouTube, you can uh, subscribe on YouTube, uh, get the hit the bell for notification goes a long way to helping us even the thumbs up just a little thumbs up that helps a click a thumbs whatever you got it really really helps us. Um, we can be found on Twitter at pop culture PD where a strive to 100. Or can you think of a more catchy name to get to 100 drive to 100? I don't know there's something that rhymes with 100. Hundo for fundo. Hundo for Fundo. We're on the, we're a hundo for Fundo uh, right now. Um, obviously both of our personal channels, uh, just reaching out, you know, please jump aboard, you know, advice, thoughts. Hey, we're open to anything. Constructive criticism, bad Comment criticism. concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing plenty of different things. Balancing. Like we said, uh, if this is your first time listening uh, to us, we are going to be a mix of wrestling, music, movies, retro, uh, maybe some video game stuff here and there. Um, top 11 list. We didn't necessarily create it. We just made it famous. We did. Uh, 100% we made it. We didn't create the name, but we did create the top 11. And yes. I believe Mac of Mac and Goo coined the term the podcasters dozen. But it caught on like wildfire. It sure did. And you better bet your, your, your bottom dollar that we will have some top 11s coming up in and outside of the world of, like I said, music, movies, uh, wrestling, uh, so much stuff to come here. TV, um, porn. We should. You know what? Not enough people. I don't even know if there's such thing as a porn podcast outside of like probably porn stars. Oh, I'm sure about. there is. I remember one time I made fun of somebody. I was like, yeah, you should probably go on the knitting podcast or something. And a knitting podcast added the tweet. And then there was like three other knitting podcasts. So I'm knitting gar- podcasts. Knitting. Guaranteed there's a porn porn podcast. I feel like porn should be more discussed in an open forum. Absolutely. Especially at this point. I think ninety percent of people, uh, you know, quarantine, just like some people got like free, you know, few months of this or that. Pornhub or was it um one of those outlets mm-hmm. was giving away a bunch of like months for free. Why not? What else are you gonna do? Listen, you can't get it anywhere else, right? If you ain't getting it at home. And you, you know, you gotta, you gotta trust what you have. And I think, you know, the good old laptop. Do are you one of those people that puts the tape over your camera? By the way, uh, I, I can just do this. I have one of those things. You can really, yep. Oh, one of those things. Mm-hmm. Lucky man. Um, yeah. So we um, obviously we'll be getting to Mrs. Delfire in just a moment. Um, but as we are pushing this thing out to everybody again, I'm really bad at multitasking. And when Billy said, I would just do this and I can't see him because I'm posting stuff to other places, like, like an absolute buffoon. Oh, no, I have one of those things that goes over the top of your camera. I even have it on my um, personal one where you can slide it back and forth. Just, keeps, you. you know, because uh, have you seen the movie Long Shot? Uh, yes, yes, I did. Where he got caught, you know, doing doing that, the, the, the circle jerk. <laughs> well, I think it was just a regular one, but yeah. Well, I didn't see the motion. Jesus. All right. Let's get back on. Did you have an opening? Uh, I heard you wanted to open with a oh, rant. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, well, yeah, so well, actually, we both have an option here. But first of all, the movie Long Shot, like it, love it, didn't really like it that much. What did you think? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a very, it was one of the better comedies in recent memory, a very solid start to finish, fun, good time. I mean, it was the classic, uh, it was basically knocked up, but she was the president. So, yeah, not basically the exact time. same, like, kind of thing, goofy, chubby guy trying to get yeah. with a really hot woman. Much harder woman, yeah. It was fine. I thought it was cool. Like, I, I didn't love the movie. I thought it was smart the way they, they kind of put it together, and especially where, like, they were trying to, like, blackmail him, and it didn't mm -hmm. really work. And he's like, nah, whatever. Release it. Um, Yeah, so we're, we'll start off with uh, basically what's on your mind. So you can you can pick heads or tails. I'm going to flip a coin. Heads. Heads, you go first. Or you uh, I'm going to give you the ball first because okay. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Oh, yeah. My first thing, and we probably won't have two. Well, actually, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to jump to conclusions. The world is sports, Bill. I don't know. You know, right now it's dead as a doornail. If you're not a wrestling fan, you're not, or UFC and I guess golf now, you're not watching. Madden simulating sport. streams on YouTube. Come on. A little different. I, I appreciate the effort and I think it's smart. Um, I could do a whole thing on Madden, by the way. They just released their little trailer for Madden 21. Welcome to 2016. Like, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Madden is getting insanely dull. Yeah. Um, I have you mean you disagree? Yeah, I am in a Madden league that is probably the most no, fun thing I've ever done in my life. That's playing with other people in a, in a franchise. I mean, the way that like Madden set up, it all it does is it cares about is people spending more money. By the way, my hair right now is ridiculous. I look yeah, it's like terrible. It, it's fantastic though. It's because only got another week, and we'll talk about that next week. Um, two weeks from now, the hair won't be there. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe what I saw. This isn't even what I meant to talk about, but the Madden, it's just embarrassing what this this thing has become. But I get when you're playing with friends, of course, it's fun because it's just like, sim you like the, but the simulation, if you're like a single player and you try to do franchise like you used to like 10, six, seven years ago, pff, it sucks. It's absolutely awful. The simulation games are brutal. The linebackers just jump out of nowhere, intercept balls. I hate it. I get really mad. We'll see. I, I, right now I'm negative, but I can always be swung. I, I Two years in a row, I haven't bought in the new ones. And I, I trust me, I'm the diehard Madden guy. But the real reason I was ranting is because I am so pissed off, Bill. So pissed. Very pissed. Like How pissed? I'm so pissed off. It's better to be pissed off than pissed on in this case. Because I can't believe how embarrassing a situation MLB is right now. For me, like, and this, it, it hurt me. Yesterday, like, I got physically mad. Like, I got in a fight almost with my wife about how mad. Like, I, we were, at, we were like, talking about something else. And I almost got mad about this. Because it's ridiculous how stupid these MLB players are. These are multi-million dollar players. And I get it. Imagine your work calling you Best up. contracts in sports. Without a doubt. And, and I get it, it's a long season. Oh my God, whatever it is. You still get an off season. It's like being a teacher, but making millions and millions of dollars. Um, but the point is that these players are basically being told, we will pay you 80% of your pay to do less than 50% of your work. I would take that deal a hundred times out of a hundred, but, and this will be my rant because I hate baseball. I think baseball is dead. It's gone. Well, it, it I, is I haven't liked baseball in a very long time. It ruined my life for quite some time working at NBC, not being able to get out because I'd be there oh, waiting yeah. to see fucking clay buckles take 90 seconds between each pitch. The game would end at like 11 o'clock or 1130, even though it was a seven Oh five start. <laughs> and then I'd wait an hour and a half for Dustin Pedroia to come out and pick, bitch and moan like a little baby that he is terrible person like oh, i freaking hate most baseball players typically on a baseball team from what i've seen like the best guy is the catcher like salty always a stand-up guy always there right after the game xander bogarts was one of my favorites he was always a stand-up guy ready to answer questions and yeah. then dustin pedroia would go 0 for 4 and be like no nah, i'm not talking tonight like most baseball players Motion. are entitled douches well, there's no better way. And I get, and I know there's so many different labor things and the reason they're doing this, but it is astonishing. Here's the reason I'm pissed. I'm not even mad that they don't want to play. That, whatever. You you stand up for yourself. There are furloughed. We are in the worst time in the history of American. Well, that's not true. But like we're up there for in modern history, the worst time in our economic structure. There are people being furloughed left and right. People probably your work, my work, all pieces of work, part-timers, freelancers, gone. Just can't work. All these baseball organizations are laying off, furloughing, not allowed to have people that work in box office, marketing, you know, at the ballpark, all these 
there's money to be made. And I know the ballpark side of this isn't happening either way. But the reason I'm pissed is that they're not considering that. Like, just take a take a one on the chin for the bigger picture of so many people. You're not only destroying the future of a sport, you're also hurting those. Like, me or you could be easily working for the Red Sox organization in, in media or in some mm-hmm. in marketing or something like that. Or sales or wherever. And we would right now be sitting here doing this with no income. I mean, I think that if the player thing is all about the safety of their livelihoods, like if they don't want to play due to COVID, but that really doesn't seem like the issue. This is probably the safest sport to play because it's the most physically distanced out of them all. It's a hundred percent played, you know, in a pretty open air space, unless you're in like a dome. And even then it's still not that close. They can wear masks the entire time. It's you could really keep this safe because for baseball, like I've seen people wear masks on cold days, so you could do it during the summertime. It's one of the safer sports I think you could play. I just don't care enough to be passionate more than I am about sh- shitting on it right now. I-, I love baseball. I love mostly all the big four sports. Uh, I have some form of passion for every single one of them at different times. And I used to. I, the, the thing with baseball, this should be their time. 2020 should be the resurgence of baseball. They should have been already playing. We should be like, like right now behind us should be a baseball game. And we should be excited about it. Instead, when I wake up and I work out on my treadmill, I'm watching Korean Baseball League because they have somehow they're able to play and those guys could get it together. And it's fun. It's live sports. I just can't believe it. I I don't know. That's it. People probably think I'm an idiot. Don't really care. It literally gets me so angry. By the way, do we need to pick the color of our thing around the lower third? Why did you go with pink? Because like, I thought to myself, do I should I change it every time? And then I saw this color and I just stopped because it was three minutes left. All right, fair enough. I was in the middle of orange and yellow and it just kind of landed right in the old puke. Yep, that's terrible. So anyways, uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So Bill, today we are talking about 1993's Mrs. Doubtfire, or Miss Doubtfire. Miss Doubtfire. One of my mom's all-time favorite movies, shockingly. So, you know what's interesting? We recently watched your dad, one of your dad's favorites, and Tommy Boy, correct? Mm-hmm. Dad would watch that. Now we get your mom's. So we'll have to talk to your sister to see what we'll do next. But um, cool. She's like me. It's cool. Okay, so we'll get there. Um, but for um, for Mrs. Delphire, it's funny because my wife, her family loved it. Loved it. All the I mean, like, my mom and sister time. and myself would watch it all the time. And looking at Robin Williams' best works, I mean, if you consider Aladdin a comedy – which I don't, I consider it a kid's movie. This is probably his best comedy ever. It is by far a showcase of him. And obviously we'll get deeper into this. This is literally Robin Williams. It's like, just go and showcase your hilarity, how funny you are, how dramatic. He was. He hits all the tones in this movie. This movie, we talked about Tommy Boy being like a solid movie and we both gave it hard 11s, which I'm still kind of regretful of. Nope. We'll I, I am. I am. I don't like to give anything perfect scores, and I, I just handed it out. When did you become Mr. Negativity all of a I'm sudden? I'm not negative. I just don't think anything's perfect. Like it takes a lot for me to be like that is the greatest. But hey. I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think you have to say it's perfect to give it a an, an eleven on a scale of one to eleven. I mean, you have to have oh, a high perfect. watermark. It, no, it's it's it technically it's perfect, but I don't know. You can have a. Uh, a shutout you can win 25 to nothing and not pitch a perfect game to me that's that's an 11 out of zero you know on a scale from zero to 11 that's that's it like you can you can throw up you can win and not have a perfect game yeah but when i talk about <clears throat> w's we're talking about like going I, we basically gave tommy boy 162 and 0 and then winning the world series baseball doesn't count it was it was a 19 and 0 movie no oh. too bad now you're yeah. really just pour more salt in all the wounds I have right now. But uh, yeah, so back to uh, obviously Mrs. Delphire. Yeah, it just seems to be, um, you know, we'll get, like we said, we'll get to our ratings at the end of this, but it seems to be one of those movies that we talked about Tommy Boy being like a good movie regardless. This movie, obviously we'll talk about length. We'll talk about probably all of our, you know, good things, bad things, plus and minuses. But the first thing is this movie is definitely like probably one of the more full, like it, it didn't feel like a comedy. It, it felt like a dramedy, which it, it was, but it, there was so much drama in this movie, especially right after we get the hilarity in the beginning, then it just gets really dramatic for a good portion before we get Mrs. Doubtfire's debut. Yeah. I mean, everything about this movie was a little bit off. It definitely, we you know, we'll get to, it doesn't hold up, doesn't stand the test of time with a lot of the things that they do. But in like the career catalog of Robin Williams, besides his two, you know, Dead Poet Society and Good Morning Vietnam, for a you know live action picture, this is it. This is his Ooh. other big movie. 
There's really, yeah. I mean, there's like Jack. And, I was going to um, say Jack Flubber. Flubber, uh, Flubber, no, Flubber's pretty good. Don't, I, don't, don't hate on Flubber. It's not I'm bad. Not. I'm, I'm just thinking the movies off the top of my head, not even looking. Obviously, Goodwill Hunting, it was a major See, role I, for him. I've never, in the, and this is probably going to disqualify me, I've seen it in pieces. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. I just can't stand that, any part of that movie. Just, maybe it's the Boston right. accents, but oh, okay. I just maybe I'll have to watch it from start to finish one time, but not not for me. Not for me. Sounds like a future pod. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other. What I'm even looking at is IMDb. Like when it's when I think of Robin Williams, what stands out? Obviously, Mrs. Doubtfire, probably number one. Aladdin, obviously, with the genie, and then uh, yeah, like a lot of those '80s movies. But I think Aladdin is his greatest work of all time. I think it's the greatest, and I think uh, Goo of Mac and Goo said this, and I 100% agree. It's the greatest voice acting ever done did goo watch the first 10 minutes of this movie because he does incredible oh i mean this acting. this is a showcase like you said of his full oh, jumanji how could we forget jumanji? Eh, jumanji's fine i'm not a big jumanji guy see i think jumanji's an excellent movie and he's another there's another one of these roles where he plays like 50 characters in that yeah i'm not i'm not a big jumanji person see, I, I think the one with the rock is better Oof. I, I just i don't know i never liked that movie as a kid Oh, was, I just found it fantastic. I just think, like, I love the concept of it. I think the new Jumanjis I've never seen because I was, like, so good. Dead. I, I'm, like, dead set against it, but I think at the end of the day I have to just get over it. It's a different type of movie. It's like a video game. I don't know. Anyways, we can get to Jumanji another time. But, yes, uh, Robin Williams could call my wife chatting in. Um, the, um, but yeah, I forget. That's probably another movie. But, like, I'm trying to think of other landmarks. And maybe we're missing. People are probably screaming at where however they're listening. One-hour photo? That one-hour photo is an excellent, creepy-ass movie. It's fucked up. That's, the best scene is just him taking a dump in a daydream. Mm-hmm. It's in a daydream. He's so daydreaming weird. about taking a dump in the people's home. That's oh, that's that's a great screenshot. That should be our uh, profile pic when we get uh, get to a hundred. So uh, <laughs> sitting on a toilet for a hundred. That's what we're looking for. Sitting on a toilet. <laughs> uh, great. That's a uh, that's an OG uh, YouTube. Um, uh, I guess you call it viral video. All right, so um, let's let's get right to the top of this. We always like to uh, start off with the curtain jerk. Oh, actually, do you want me to do with the history of the day, Bill? You want me to give you a little? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. What was the choice? price of uh, what was the price of like uh, bread? Yeah, pimento loaf at the time. Uh, I didn't get pimento loaf, but bread. The cost of bread, Bill, was one dollar fifty cents. All right, fair enough. Gas, you got gas. Uh, gas was also similarly one dollar sixty eight cents per gallon, but that might have been plus. I didn't. Yeah, so ninety three. I would have been ten years old at the time. So this was a. I, I this was a definite theater movie. You weren't even me. ten yet. You weren't ten yet. It was. I wasn't ten. I was. I, you know, I was nine. You were nine. You it was and, released on the day before Thanksgiving. So yeah, I was nine years old, and I went to go see this. Usually, my uncle would take us to see movies. I believe I saw it with him and my sister. And like I said, we had this on VHS, and my mom would always watch it, whether it was on TV or if it was just, um, you know, she would pop in the VHS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, please, the VHS was like famous. That, that's this is definitely the VHS era we're talking mm-hmm. about here. But it was released on November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three. As I said, the day before Thanksgiving of that year, the number one record in the U.S. Do you want to take a stab, or I don't know if you already saw this? Oh, uh, was it something by In Vogue or SWV? Good guesses. Meatloaf. I'll do anything oh, for love, but God. I won't do that. Oh, that. The early 90s is such a weird place. It certainly is. Uh, the number one alt-rock song at the time, we like to keep them involved, was Lemonheads, In Your Arms, which people always uh, think of the Lemonheads as a one-hit wonder. But I fucking it, hate the Lemonheads. Yeah, um, I can't even think of his name all of a sudden. Dido. Uh, anyways, the guy fell asleep one time. We were bringing He played our concert uh, years ago, and we promoted We drove him to Fox 25. He fell asleep in the car and wouldn't perform. Guy is a complete douche. Uh, the number one movie when this was released, Bill, was Adam's Family Values. That movie fucking kicks ass, and so does Adam's Family Value. I would totally do that and the Brady Bunch movies. We should do like a podcast on because I fucking love both of those. Was that the was the first one the one with the bell uh, the Balabushka, the Malabushka, whatever the hell it is? They do the, the crazy first- dance. Yes, that is the second oh, one's so, when they go to camp. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing! Right, so I have an idea. This is on the spot thinking we should do verses. So it's like Adam's Family, the two versus the Brady Bunch, the two of those. I mean, was there a third Brady Bunch movie? Uh, no, there might have been, but the first two were fucking phenomenal. I think early, like in my head, I'd probably give it to the Brady Bunch, but I have to rewatch them. Oh, that no, that would be I mean. a fun one. That would be a fun one. So we have like a, a set skills, like of like duplicates, because I always say. Comedy sequels, very few good ones. Very few in my eyes. Mm, I, I think it. I think it varies. I think I, I'm also, you know, you know, Major League Two is one of my all-time favorite movies. So I'm that's not the guy to go to on this. 
but that's that's one of the few. Uh, the um, Where Back a Dinosaur Story was the other movie release on this day. You can go back and Google that one, find out that you never saw it. Um, WWF Survivor Series took place that day, Bill, in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, this was, uh, I was at this. You were? Yes, I was. Uh, this was the one with um, Ray Combs. Yes, and this was the famous Bret Hart uh, versus the Knights match. Yeah, the greatest Bre- commentary in history by Bobby the Brain Heenan oh. in this match. Unbelievable. So go Destroying like destroy Bret Hart. Yeah, oh. so you can check that on your WWE network. Uh, who was the WWE champion, Bill? Oh, WWF man. champion. I should know this. What was the main event? Uh, the main event was a big ten uh, man Survivor Series match. I can tell you that. Was it Yokozuna? Yokozuna was your WWF Woo! champion. <laughs> this ne- night ended with Lex Luger finally defeating Ludwig Vorga, uh, yeah. Brock, Brock Lesnar's, uh, yeah, him too, Brock Lesnar's uncle, and he got a huge celebration with Santa Claus. And weird. I don't remember that part. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember very well. Uh, WCW champion, Bill, who was the World Championship Wrestling Champion in 1993. Sting, that's going to be my answer for everything. Good guess. It was Big Van Vader. Uh, Big Van Vader. And uh, Thanksgiving being the next day, our last fun fact, uh, that was the famous Cowboys-Dolphins game that where it snowed in Cowboy Stadium. And the um, Leon Lett, you know, he's famous for a few different flubs. But this is the one where he actually, they blocked a field goal. Uh, the Dolphins were about to win the game. They blocked a field goal. Everyone thinks that the Cowboys are going to win. He runs down, touches the ball. They get one more free play. Dolphins win the game in snow in Dallas. Very rare. Yeah, and then uh, Don Beebe knocked the ball out of his hands in a blowout in the Super Bowl. Good times. Good times for good old Leon Lett. He's got Super Bowl rings. What's he care? All right, let's jump into it. The curtain jerker. Billy, did you like Mrs. Doubtfire? Kind of. I liked it as a kid. On rewatch, it was somewhat enjoyable. Way too long. Way. It was a two-hour movie. Didn't need to be two hours. You could have cut easily 20 minutes out of this thing. No problem. No questions asked. I'm going to get the official runtime on this bitch. Like 201 or something. Yeah, it's. It, I thought it was 203, but I can see if I can get the exact uh, time. But I agree with you. It was a little bit of a slug in certain parts. Oh, no, it's two hours on the nose. How yeah, it was that? just a little bit too long, for a dr- even for a dramedy. I feel like 90 minutes, if you cut out some of the, the, the flubber, uh, it would have been a good movie. Uh, I agree. I, I can tell you one scene they could easily cut. When he first goes to see his brother... And the brothers on the phone with the mother. Yep, we're gonna rhyme all night, bitches. No, but when they're on the phone together, it's a scene that's literally like two minutes too long, and nothing happens. Robin Williams doesn't speak until the very end when he goes, "I think I need your help." But I that's do it. love that guy. It's uh, he oh, has, the brother with the voice. He's like, hey, you know, to his brother. He, he unfortunately like, hey, has uh, uh, a similar name to uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, but it's not. Oh, Harvey yeah, it's Weinstein. Like Frank. Wein- it's like it's like Frank Weinstein or some shit. Yeah, it's something like that. It might even be Harvey, like Feinstein or whatever. Harvey Feinstein, Firestein, Firestein. That guy's fucking money. He was really good. <laughs> he he stood out in my head for some reason watching this movie back. I love that scene where they're going through all the different kinds of you know women that he could be, and the uh, the Barbara Streisand thing, the bowl of butter. That was just oh, Robin Williams ad libbing because he didn't know any of her lyrics, so he just made shit up. Uh, yeah, I, I I completely love it. Sorry, we got real quick into Firestein's. Uh, um, IMDb. Yeah, well, it's, I'm looking on Wikipedia. Playing Mona Lisa. He was on Death uh, Death to Smoochie. There's a little forgotten <laughs> film right there. Uh, Farce of the Penguin. So that's like one of those, you know, like scary movies, but for penguins. Uh, Animal Crackers. He's going to be in a movie, Disarm Hate. He's a narrator this year. Got a great voice. Bunch of television, family guy. Anyways, um, yeah, great voice. Very distinct. Uh, I will go with you. I think it was like, did I like it? Kinda. It's a really, really good movie. It's a movie I enjoyed much more when I was a kid because I, I don't know how as a kid. You would think I'd like it more as an adult just based on the context and like the real life situations, but really solid in a lot of ways. But again, dragged a little bit, cut 15, 20, maybe a half hour out of this thing. And we might have ourselves a real banger. But again, they to do so, they would have probably had to cut out like the, some of the really good parts of this movie, which I think involved like the kids who I think were actually good actors and enjoyable to watch. Uh, not like most kids in movies that are like, oh my God, how do they keep doing this? So we don't have casting as a thing, right? We don't on today's. We should uh, add casting to our little breakdown because I'm I thought the casting of this movie was really strange. Sally Field 
as the mom fit well with Robin Williams, but did not fit well with Pierce Brosnan. Because Bingo. Pierce Brosnan is in his fucking prime. He should be slaying. Slaying. He is not going after old Sally Field, who's fine. She doesn't look terrible, but it's her and Robin Williams were a pretty good pair. The, the main thing I had a problem with is Robin Williams doesn't fit to me as a dad. He doesn't look like a dad. He doesn't have that dad quality to him. I just look at him as, you know, Jack. Kind of. <laughs> to me, he can't play a normal role. I thought he did really well pulling on the heartstrings in this one, but I thought the casting of the adults was very strange. Martin Mull, always love to see him, but as a boss, like as like a big executive boss, doesn't fit. The yeah, kids, I thought, were the best casting. I thought all of the kids were perfect. The little Lawrence brother, was it Matthew? Matthew, yeah, soon to be a part of the Boy Meets World uh, world a few years later. Uh, the little girl was great. She's great in everything that she's in. I uh, Madeline. Remember. I just call her Madeline. Madeline. Uh, I think it actually might be like Maddie or Martha or whatever. And the older bitchy sister, I thought they hit that out of the park. She looked like every bitchy teenage girl of the time. That was 100% on the money. All the kids I thought acted well. I thought the kids, other than you know Robin Williams, were like the strongest part of the movie. Yeah, and to go back to Pierce Brosnan's character, I thought like I liked him being executive. I just I found the one part of this movie is like they went from like her, she was so excited to meet him, and she like threw Robin Williams right the f out. He's like, let's go to counseling. Too late for that because she already knew she had a meeting with this man, and I find that very un unsettling as as a as a married man. And, well, f her, you know what I mean? She's like, oh well, oh. I could go to therapy. You just cheat on him. You just cheat on him. All right, if that's what you want to do. I'm not a proponent of it, but I'm just saying if you want to feel like you can still get some, you pretend. First of all. You're like you said, Pierce Brosnan, way too good looking for Sally Field. I don't care, Sally Field. Uh, yeah, you, we like you. We really like you, but we don't. We're not down with this role, this casting. Um, I, I think the casting's at like you said, maybe a 50-50. I did feel uh, Rob Williams as a dad. Maybe it's just because this movie like reminds me like that's what this they set him up well as a dad. He is a great actor. I really think he should have been given more roles. I feel like. When I looked at his filmography, I was like, wow, he didn't have that many crazy roles that I was like, I feel like he had a better career in my head. Same thing with like his stand-up career. I feel like he had a better stand-up career. And there aren't that many things that I look back to about his like stand-up. Interesting. Yeah, I, I know. I think his movie, like, well, I, he, he has a ton of stand-up roles. I, I disagree a little bit with that, but I don't know. But either Listen, way. Yeah, he's a major actor, either one way or the other. Um, all, but the other thing I just thought, like, Pierce Brosnan, again, way too hot for her, but weirdly enough. But then on top of it, just their their little blossoming, like, love, like, when it comes to the story, regardless of the casting, it was just, like, it kind of came out of nowhere. They met once, and next thing you know, they're, like, they weren't even doing it. Like, that was the other, it was just a strange... Plus, he wasn't a bad enough guy for me to dislike him. It was very tough because he was kind of nice to the kids. He didn't have any ulterior motives. He was just kind of, like, there and trying to hit on you know at that time a divorced woman it's like yeah. all right i don't yeah. feel like i don't really have a reason to hate this guy he had no ulterior motives even in the scene where they try to peel it back when they're at the uh pool and it's like that other guy was like but it's like what are you yeah. doing with the kids drop the kids he's like i like those kids a lot I'm, I'm the little one look at the way she looks at me i love yeah, her he was he was a very nice guy he was just you know the first one into the picture i feel like that they made him a little bit more you know, like, oh, I don't like kids or something. It would have been a little bit more yeah. rooting for Robin Williams. But Robin Williams was so good that you still rooted for him, so it didn't matter. Well, that's the thing, and we'll get to it in a little bit. Like, Robin Williams is a dastardly heel in this movie, but he's oh, yeah. dressed up as a face. Um, we could go uh, up next to Speak and Spell. Bill, what do you think of the acting and writing in this flick? I thought all of it, I mean, a lot of the things that they do with, you know, thing, a lot of stuff you couldn't get away with today. But I thought the acting and the writing was excellent. As much as Sally Field, I don't think, fit her role. She acted it well. Pierce Brosnan right. acted well. Robin Williams, I thought, was tremendous. The kids were good. Even the um, the like hit, the people he interacted with at his work were great. I thought the acting overall was very solid. I'd give it like a B plus. Yeah, I thought the acting was good. I never felt like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Even like we said, even going to one of my favorite characters, uh, was it the court liaison? I don't remember her name. The older woman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fantastic throughout the flick. She's in like four or five scenes, and every time she just stands out to me because she's just like funny, relatable, likable. Well, I don't know, but likable. But I like think she was also. Um the assistant for Jim Carrey and Liar Liar too. I think you're right. She has something to do with court. She she's a big uh she really Mrs. Uh, yeah, I just looked it up. Mrs. Selner. Uh she was fucking great. 
Yeah, but she was really funny, and I thought she, she played her role really well. There wasn't a lot of you know characters and actors. I'm like, this isn't fit. Like the brother, like especially when like after the face oh, gets run great. over, and he's just like, oh man, like it just he, like his expressions, his words, everything about like the way they tied in very small side characters out as well. And like I said, Mrs. Delphire and Robin Williams's character, like the two, like you just multi-layered so much going on between them uh and also in the beginning too with the smoking um cartoon when you think about the writing he's like come on man it's the 90s like no kid's gonna like want to see like a pure person smoking like we should cut this out he's like no you can't do that do what it says and all the guys are smoking that was a little bit progressive for the time i look back on it and be like oh wow all right robin williams all right yeah, he was ahead of it. Yes, and then later in the movie, smoking or non-smoking, funny enough, he goes, let's go into the smoking section. Obviously, to get away from uh, the head of the network because he was doing that, which is that whole scene, I think, is so dumb. That was another one you really didn't need. And it, it, that, the, that, from a plot standpoint, didn't make sense. Just, you know, reschedule the thing. I know they kind of want to do, like, the or, two dates thing. Yeah, but I get it, but <clears throat> Mrs. Delphire had no reason to be at that dinner. You just say, I can't make it, we move on. Or if you're going to try to play the double suit, what I thought they could have done, although what if, if I was inking some pen, uh, I would have made the kids know what was going on so the kids could have stuck up for Mrs. Delphire. Because mm-hmm. early on in the movie – the one thing that's weird about this, the kids, the older son obviously walks in and Mrs. Delphire is standing up peeing, um, which is a dead giveaway. There's a penis in there. Um, but um, at least I've never seen a woman stand and go forward. I'm sure there's some skills. Oh, come people. on. You've never seen Step Brothers? Stay Golden Pony Boy? When to she, be honest, uh, Bill, never seen it. Never seen Step Brothers. Yeah. Oh, that's a podcast. Maybe. That's a podcast. Um, we got to get yeah. Mac on it. We got to break down Step Brothers and because. They just did Judd Apatow films. I didn't even know that was a Judd Apatow film. That, yeah. that I think that or Anchorman is his favorite. Obviously, Superbad is my favorite. I think yeah, it's worth a bullet. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. I would su- suggest to watch it tonight. That could be next no. week's podcast. Nope, dude, it is so freaking. I'm not ready. I'm not hilarious. Ready. What are you not ready for? I don't know. Um, so, but, but back to this scene, uh, by the way, that's a Dale Arnold thing. Whenever you get questioned, he's like, I don't know. And then you just move <laughs> on. I, I just, I really actually hurt myself by doing that. Um, love Dale, but that's just that's a quirk, a radio quirk right there. Working in the biz back in the days. Anyway. So, um, but yeah, that scene bothered me. Cause I thought they could have made like what the kids found out. It was him. They really never got back to that. Like when Mrs. Delphire was around the mom, like they never, like the mother, like there was no awkwardness to it. Like she's going, what dress should I wear? That's the only time the daughter almost gives Mrs. Delphire look and be like no go with like the sexy black one and mm-hmm. they're like, oh i hope you shave down there like a lot of great innuendos in this film by the way um but i also thought like the opening scene first of all birthdays if your birthday's coming up so sally field the mom's birthday happens and matthew lawrence there his 12th birthday starts the film divorce on the 12th birthday because he brings live animals which is against the law her birthday i think it was we'll just say her 40th just for argument's sake Next thing you know, this man, she finds out that her the woman she hired to watch after her kids because she didn't trust the husband turns out to be the husband. This man ruins all birthdays. Don't have Robin Williams or this character anywhere near your birthday. I would argue Sally Field ruins all the birthdays because she's kind of a stuck-up bitch. But. Yeah, and she gets mad at that the begonias. She's very quick to get mad at that one poor little goat. She's like, oh, you're eating my begonias. Like, who cares? I will say, though, the, the backstory of Yuvijnaya Dudfire, the way oh my Robin God. Williams acts as Mrs. Dudfire in every scene is spot on. He's, I mean, he's incomparable. He is probably one of the best at, you know, adapting a character like that quickly. Like that was, it was really a work of art the way he was able to do that. It was, it was, would you say that was believable? Would you be able to like, I know no, they did it. In, I, uh, would you? Would, you'd be able to smell it right away, right? I think yeah, that was, the, I, only that was the one problem I had. And obviously, it was the '90s. So, and you're a kid, like you were saying, you were nine. I was like eight, or we were going to be at those ages. Um, I definitely, when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" I would never know if my dad did this. Watching it in 2020, giving oh, you know, yeah. 27 year head, like, head giveaway. It's you look his chin was like gooey the whole time. Not just when he does the line, the hello, I'll put a little uh, lime. Oh God, that, that scent's great. I can't, I don't know if they can do a French uh, British accent right now, but um, a little drop in there. Oh, you want two? Oh, three? And then she, she puts it on her face. That liaison's incredible. Anyways, but the um, the point of it, yeah, you would sniff that out. Like there's no way. And the voice like changes, if you notice at different times, whenever she's a little upset, she has Robin Woods. Voice. Oh yeah. When she's not, when she's just talking normally and peaceful, she has like the Mary Poppins voice. Um, but I love how like the name came up too. It's like, oh, I never caught your name. She's like, oh, it's Miss. Um, I thought I told Doubtfire. you in the beginning. Yeah, and just New York Doubtfire. I also did like when she's breaking her down at the kitchen table. How was he in the bed? 
Oh my! And this everyone, would want to know. you would want to know your wife's honest opinion of how you were in the bed. That's a good point. And also, uh, I love how she just digs at Pierce Brosnan like the whole time. Oh, about oh a man should he go to my Mercedes Benz? Oh, you know what they say about a man with a Mercedes? But you're a strapping young man. Yeah, it's making up for uh, maybe the size down there. But you're a strapping young man. You'll probably have no problems. And then even when they're at the pool again, he goes, "Oh, oh light boat suction. That's what that looks like." <laughs> That shrinkage he makes. Oh man, the, the incredible innuendos and a drive-by fruiting. Like that, I thought it was. I believe actually it's a walk-by fruiting. He might <laughs> say, which makes it even better if I'm correct. But yeah, and he guns a lime at his head. Pierce Brosnan gets hit in the head with a lime that's probably thrown at 10, 15 miles per hour. Way more. Hit, okay, twenty miles per hour. Whatever. Say fifty, just for argument's sake. Doesn't drop any drink. That man, that's where he got James Bond right there. That's where they said, that's James Bond. That is Goldeneye. Yeah, it wasn't shaking or stirred. He was, he was all good. He All he did was turn around, was barely perturbed. It's as if he got like a flick on the air or his hair got like like wished A by. flack. Yes, it was insane. That was that was a fantastic scene. All right. What about uh, Hit My Music, Bill? How do we think music played in this movie? I thought it was pretty good. Jump around. I've never been a huge fan of that song. I thought the music that was composed for the movie was a little bit over the top and I didn't like early the, the actual music of the movie that they used was good. The, you know, a little bit on the nose with dude looks like a lady, but Everything that whole montage was great. Oh, when he's dancing with oh, the, the vacuum, dance. I still try to do that. Obviously vacuums are made much different nowadays. You can't, it doesn't drop and pick up like that yeah. anymore. You probably unplug something. Just like I did with this carbon monoxide plug earlier. Uh, it's definitely not as good as Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy was probably the first <laughs> great use of music in a movie. That uh, it, that definitely came out before Forrest Gump. I think Forrest Gump was like later in the 90s. But this this is like probably a, a B minus B for music use. It was okay. Forrest Gump was released, I think, actually in 93. But don't, don't was it really? 94, sorry, 94. Yeah, so this, this was fine. This, this was fine. The problem with this is, you know, jump around, obviously, a nice little way to start. And obviously, how funny and like wannabe hip Robin Williams was during that uh, period as well. I thought that was really funny during that opening scene or the 12th birthday party. But everything was like any song that had anything to do with a man or a woman, they put in there. Walk mm-hmm. like a man, uh, lucky, luck be a lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a oh, papa's got a brand new bag. Uh, obviously, dude looks like a lady. Which fun fact on that story, Bill? You uh, first of all, I thought when I was a kid, this is my first experience with that song. I thought it came out for this movie. No, it was released in '87, but I, I was reading about it, and the story behind that is that. Uh, Aerosmith was going on tour with Motley Crue and the Motley Crue guys were always saying, dude, like, Hey, what's up, dude, dude, how you doing? And it was always dude, 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 dude. So that's where they came up for the name of the song. Then when it became, looks like a lady, uh, Vince Neil frontman of, uh, Motley Crue. And, um, all of a sudden Tyler, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, um, weren't to a gay bar. They just said, well, we're going to go to one see what it's like. And everybody said, you look like a bunch of ladies. So then well, that's dude looks like a lady. And, what the hell is going on? I just got a St. Jude commercial in my ear. (laughs) Um, I don't know where that came from. I've always said that Steven Tyler Tyler looks at now like uh, an old slutty grandma. Because I saw him at front row at a Cleveland Cavs game versus the Celtics, and I was like, that's either an old slutty grandma or that is Steven Tyler. Oh, it's Steven Tyler. I like a lot of... Yeah, Aerosmith is great. I like a lot of their songs. They had a decent 90s. I think Pink was in the 90s. That's a great song. Oh, oh Bill, no. You don't like Pink? I think Pink is the dribbling shits of music. Oh, it's so good. I hated that. So when that came out, I remember it was like the, it had to be like 98, 97, 98. I remember before school, I'd watch that or Garfield and Friends. And I remember oh, that song. It gave me, it gave me legit douche shells. That song gives me douche shells. I, like I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Like I hey, rather listen to like, the Jimmy awesome. Ray like all day long before I listen to that. All right, fair enough. For me, what's the next category? Uh, next up is acting out, Bill. You want to take a stab at one of the scenes from? Uh, I was gonna Twitter? get cool with, but I completely forgot. I, how about <laughs> this? Want to know what what kind of times we're living in? I said to my wife, I took my son, give her a break. It was about four thirty. I, I ended work a little early. I said, all right, I'm gonna take him off your hands. I'm gonna go to the store. I was gonna get cool whip or whipped cream, spray it in there. I was gonna do all this. I forgot my mask. 
Oh. And I wasn't even going to play that game. I wasn't going to become Karen on Twitter and be no, like, no, no. I don't need my mask. I got my son here. I was like, this is going to be ugly. I have no part in this. I'll drive around and listen to a little sports talk radio. My son slept. I didn't get that. But I will give you my scene, Bill. Um, when he is well, another fantastic scene with the liaison, when he's acting, she says, like, what are some of your skills? And he's going through all the skills he has. And he's speaking all these things. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he just goes, I can even act like a hot dog. <laughs> that uh- might be. I used to do that all the time when I was a little kid. <laughs> I really wanted to do that. I'll just do it for the, the sake of it. Oh, hello! I mean, that, that is... I that's think what that, the movie's legacy. That's the movie's yeah. legacy right there. You just I think it. that's the next one, right? Is legacy. Uh, the next category, Bill, after we just basically won uh, two Oscars right there, is legacy. What is the most memorable thing from this movie? It's, uh, that. it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. Hello! And as a kid, I remember thinking... He was actually. I forgot it was a cake. If if you if before that's watching the other that, thing. What the fuck is a single guy doing with a one like a, a cake with one, one piece, slice removed? One piece taken out, and I'm guessing they didn't tie it in too. Because I'm like, where did that cake come from? Did he just have a birthday? No, that was a few. That had to be at least almost a month, a week ago at this point. Because he started cleaning up his act. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I didn't know where that came from. And yeah, one slice taken out. If you're a single guy, probably sad. You're eating that whole cake. Oh yeah, I, I got. I'm a single guy who's sad. I got Wegmans <laughs> cookies last night. I ate like six. Wait, what cookies? Wegmans. So good. Oh. So wait, let me ask, you go to Wegmans or Wegmans delivers as well? Uh, no, I went to Wegmans. Right. I, I'm I'm out and about now. I got oh, the mask on. Like, it's all good. Amen. Right. Good. Keep the mask on. That's all I care about. Um, but no, I, I'm with you, dude. I, I go to stores all the time. You got to get out of your house. You go absolutely insane. But um, I just love also what cake, cake, remember, not pie, what cake has that Loose. drippy of frosting yeah. that would be all over your face yeah like how do you put oh maybe the maybe the thing that i make the uh, nutella cheesecake where it's just the whipped cream layer on top you could probably get it with that yeah but that but he, this thing was like it, it was a very unrealistic it cake. was legit caked on and you could yeah. not do that with any like if you did it with any Let other cake mind. it would probably look like it yes it would probably look like an actual mask because like frosting is a little bit yeah. like more thick consistency also i think it's so funny how she doesn't notice it's not it's it's her or him because she's the, the leaves on that scene is seeing both of them because that's when he's in the shower she's going back and when he puts the frosting on his face it looks it's not Rob Williams face it's the Mrs. Doubtfire face again if you notice which takes a little bit of bigger of a nose a little bit thicker of a chin slow anyways but it was just crazy scene but it is definitely by far by the way it took four and a half hours to put on the Mrs. Doubtfire mask every day Oh, fun fact. Yeah, I didn't see. I was. That's a great point because I always wonder with movies like that because it wasn't an extreme mask where he's looking like, you know, a completely different person, but enough that that's got to take, especially at that time where, with, you know, makeup and things being a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Four hours. Can you imagine? That's going to be the worst part of being an actor. Say you're sick and you have to do that. And I don't know. Boo-hoo, Four and really a half good. hours. Yeah. Just get a fucking mask. Jesus. Uh, like the mask. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's by far the legacy of that. Like, that is the scene. What are we drinking there? What do we got? Is this the same? We have uh, the white girl special. What do we got? Yeah, white. I can't pronounce it. Okay. Laguna, maybe? Laguna? Laguna Beach. Uh, yeah, so that is by far. I think the, the when you think of this movie, when you think of Mrs. Delphi, you think of Robin Williams dipping the face in what you probably thought was a pie. Nope, it's a lemon meringue cake. First of all, what the hell is a lemon meringue cake? And he drops a little tea for uh, our famous liaison there. All right, then, now, and forever, Bill, Will the, does this movie stand the test of time? No, it doesn't. Uh, you could still watch it and get an enjoyment out of it, but it's not like Tommy Boy where you could just, at the drop of a hat, pick it up and watch. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, I could watch this like three times a week like with my buddy. Or, like, I could watch anything three times a week when I was a kid. I think that's I was yeah. an idiot. <laughs> Honestly, and our attention, we thought, was like, oh, we got an ADD, got into something else. But that movie, I pretty much remember wearing out the VHS and watching it quite often and laughing at those parts, but probably like distracted mind throughout the dramatic stuff. Like when the kids wouldn't saddest scene in this is when the mom comes to pick up the kids that first time and she beeps the horn. They're all like, all right, I gotta go. And he's like, it's my goddamn time. You're my kids too. And then she just walks in his new apartment. How does she just walk in? Ah, that whole scene bothers me. She's um, a bitch. I love yeah. when the little kid was like, we're his goddamn yeah. kid too. <laughs> Excellent. Give that girl an Oscar. But yeah, I think um, it does not test the t- stand of time, uh, the test of time, whatever. Doesn't stand up. Moral of the story. 2020, it's hard, hard watch for the fact of the situation. Like you would call him Mrs. Delphire in less than two seconds. You're not hiring somebody. The timing of like 
putting a nanny ad on stuff. Like obviously things are going to be like this. We could do this any movie from 20 years ago beyond. But um, I just think it's, it's, it's hard. It's fun to watch. It's just not as good of a movie or as fun as I thought it was when I was younger. Cause the funny parts and Robin Williams stuff stands out great. If you're all about the drama of this movie, there's plenty of it there. There's 50, 50 split. Uh, but Robin Williams just puts on a showcase. So aside, like you can always watch it for that. His legacy, obviously, you know, you know, God rest his soul. He put together an incredible movie there, but um, yeah, I don't think it tests up either. And uh, I guess now the full, the pull apart, Bill, what are your final thoughts on this movie? It's a movie that I think it's a movie. Thank you. I will say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a movie. It holds up to that standard. It was on, it was on, it was in cinemas and stuff. I don't know. It's just, you know, I might show it to my kids one day if I have any, like later on when they're a little bit older, it's, it's a fine movie. It gets the job done. It holds a special place in my heart. Cause as I said, I always watched it with my family. Mm. So that's like my lasting impression. It was like a bonding experience for my family. Like many times my mom would always be like, Oh, this is Delphi's on. I was like, eh, I'll watch it with you. And I'd be like 15. Yeah, no, it's, I think it definitely has a family relatability. My wife was crying laughing several times with this movie, um, which I find that was entertaining enough for me. Uh, I didn't find it as funny in moments or as entertaining, but she loved it. She has a lot of history. Her whole family work. They were like, we have like family text with their hair side and they were all talking about it. There was a bunch of hellos um, out there. Um, again, definitely the legacy of that movie, but it was just a really solid movie. Not one I think I'll be watching a million times over. I think it's one I would fall into here or there. It's like a once a year. If you feel the need, it was on HBO. That's how I streamed it. Um, but I like, don't see myself seeking it out. Cause it, for the highs of this movie, the lows are not like something I really want to. I will never seek this movie out again, unless somebody I know is like, Hey, do you want to watch Mrs. Dunfire? I'll be like, sure. Yeah. Like again, the end scene is really good, but it's so like there's part, it's the part of the movie that I hate. And this happens in all movies, especially like for like the 30 year stretch from the seventies to like the early two thousands where like, there's the scene where the guy you're rooting for does the stupid thing. And he didn't do anything stupid, but he just got caught with the mask coming off. Cause he almost kills boy. Well, he does it. Cause he goes, I'm going to kill the bastard. Oh yeah. He went full heel. He, he, he was did. trying to stop. Yeah. We didn't even get into it. Like, he's an evil son of a bitch. Oh, he's a like, dick in this movie. What? he's not he's like maniacal like and the wife at the end like teasing she might get back with him this man just dressed up like another person completely distrust like talk about not trusting somebody talk about manipulation this guy's a psychopath he dresses up like a woman to be closer to his family which is sweet in one sense but crazy psychotic this was the prequel to one hour photo this man should be in – he will go to jail. Like, I think – sorry, everyone needs to realize this. After this movie's done and Sally Field gets her head on straight again, this man's going to jail. He impersonated somebody else. He lied to people. He accepted – I think I'm guessing he got paid for this too. Oh. Uh, it was incredible. And he, like, the court liaison, like, he lied to her. He lied to federal court. This man is toast. Robin Williams' character – I forgot his name, like, for the 500th time. He is in jail. He is a goner. Daniel? Was it Daniel? Daniel. Yes, Daniel. He is done. And then all of a sudden, the funny part of this movie is at the end, he gets a television show as the character that he does all this crazy shit with. And everyone's just like, oh, who doesn't love this show? It's like Mr. Rogers, but it has a crazy little bear in there too, or monkey. Yuvagenia. That's my favorite. The first name, the Yuvagenia. Everything about the backstory of Miss Doubtfire. Every time she sat down with the mom to have like a heart to heart. That, yeah. That's the stuff I really enjoyed as like a non-comedy piece. The comedy pieces hit the right spots. The drama pieces hit the right spots. Sure. All in all, it was good. It was fine. Good. All right, then. It's time, Bill. Rate this movie between 1 and 11. I'd give it like a 5 and a half, 6. Oh! Wow. Six, were... I'll give it a solid 6. All right. Hey, listen, don't make me tip the edges. I actually was, I had it at a 6.5. Um, I think Robin Williams is an absolute showman. I could have went seven, but I, I tipped it down just a little bit because the movie is just a little too long. I, I know it sounds crazy to say that because I actually like a lot of longer movies, but this isn't a Batman. This isn't one of those. It doesn't need as much as we got out of it. And I think the parts we could have cut could have really saved this movie. But at the same time, it's a great film to watch. Like we said, we're not discouraging. the. If you want to watch it, we'd say it's your favorite movie. Go ahead. Enjoy it. You probably have a sadistic side. You probably like a lot to cry, um, which we all do at times. Sometimes we want it, and sometimes it just comes pouring out. But um, I just think, you know, Robin Williams, incredible in this movie. Every time he's on the screen, he steals the show. He's the highlight. He sucks all the energy. The kids were great. Uh, like I said, the court liaison, everything outside of that. Like we said, Sally Field, great actress. Pierce Brosnan was good in this. But it just, I don't know, the whole package itself, I was like, 
okay, fine. So I'll give it a six and a half. You're giving it a six. So uh, in our early rankings of the turn to pop. 6.25. You're going to go with 6.25 now? No, that's what the combined rating is. Oh, yes, that's, that's correct. So, yeah, the Pop Culture Power Driver rating of 1993's Mrs. Delphoyer is a 6.25. Um, so that you can put on the books. Um, so Tommy Boy so far, we've had a hard 11 out of 11, and Mrs. Delphoyer is 6.25. Um, anything else you want to say on this? Uh, next we'll be doing, and I need your list because I, I started it. to rewatch How I Met Your Mother, and uh, oh, my God. I fucking hate Ted Mosby. Ted Mosby may be the worst character in TV history. No, well, here's, I can't, I don't want to say no. He's definitely not the worst in TV history. There's some really bad As a main character, he fucking sucks. I disagree. I think he does really well. It got to the point where he got nagging at, like, once, like, he has such ebbs and flows. Dude, I watched the end of season one and I was ready to wring his fucking neck. I will say this. They made his character to a T, especially that first season. All he wanted to be like, he's his best friend is now engaged to the girl that he's known the, the, since their friendship blossomed. He wanted that his whole time. So he did everything he could to get there. It's a guy going after his goals in one way. It's just a little strange um, that you're just that lovesick. We've all been there though. We've all chased and done stuff that is stupid, but I will um, say every time I see a Ted Mosby scene, I'm like, fuck if I was ever kind of like a nerdy, uh, like, a little bit like timid guy. Like I don't want to ever, my goal is to never be like Ted Mosby in any situation ever again. We've all been Ted Mosby. And we Ted all Mosby. have. And it yeah. makes me so angry. I look at him and be like, I've done that before. Man, man. Bill you, Bill, you know what? You may be Ted Mosby. You just don't really realize it. God, I fucking. Let's look at that. How many seasons? Uh, it could be. We could we could break this down. But uh, yeah, we'll be doing a top eleven. How I met your mother on this coming Sunday. It is Father's Day, and they celebrate Father's Day. You know how I met your mother kind of ties in. So we'll do a top eleven. Bill, I will get you my. I have narrowed. I have about twenty five episodes I've listed, but I will even narrow that down for you. You don't have to no, watch. Get them. me, get me eleven. Give me your solid eleven, and oh, then no, I have a few very like classic ones I love, and then we can add them in because I'm not like, I can't watch any more of this stuff. I love this show. This show is something uh, I watch going to bed multiple times. You know, I've already ran through the show a bunch of times. I just really enjoy it. There's so much, I, like I said, I like shows that have like a, a mystery ending to a degree. That's always been something I've been drawn to. Um, yeah. Favorite storylines in wrestling usually involve like a mysterious ending or like what's going to happen at that event. What is the greatest wrestling match of all time? I am intrigued. I will watch. When will my hair finally get cut? I don't know. We'll have to tune in to see. Um, but yeah, I just really love this show. Um, characters. There's so much to it. I like that it's basically a five-piece like band, and you have so much different in those five pieces. Uh, but we'll get into the top 11 again. It'll be this Sunday. We'll stream it probably a little later, probably about the 9 p.m. time. Um, so you know, definitely you know, make sure you subscribe here. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, hit subscribe, hit the bell for notifications when we're going to be live. We'll be trying to bring some different content to you that is live like this with our Tuesday night uh, lives. We'll bonus every so often like we're doing with How I Met Your Mother. We might also bring some other creative stuff on here. Let us know thoughts, concerns, worries, anything you want, we will do. We, will, we are open to ideas, but at the same time, we'll bring you a whole slate of content coming at you. Again, you can follow us on Twitter as we are, what is it again? We are uh, something for 100. Hundy for Fundy? Hundy for Fundy. And we will post a picture of, I will post a picture of me doing the Robin Williams in one hour photo. That's no, for 100, <laughs> for 100 followers. We're literally what, like 50 away. We just started this account like less than a month ago. Yeah. Uh, at Pop Culture PD. Uh, I am at Jason D. Rossi. He is at, at Billy D. 2411 uh, podcast. Again, you can find us iTunes, uh, Google, anywhere you get a podcast. We're there. Bill, anything else? Am I missing anything? Uh, down with Ted Mosby. We'll see you next. Uh, we'll see you Sunday. We'll see you next time we see you. And it will be Sunday if you're watching this live or in this week. Have yourself a great rest of the day. Thanks for tuning in to Pop Culture Pile Driver. Get addicted to the content. Hit subscribe. Give us five star reviews. We'll see you next time. Peace.